This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. All right, folks, defending his next-gen light heavyweight title, August 26th at Cage Fury 112 in good old Philadelphia, the one, the only, Luke Fernandez. Luke, my man, how's it going? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, so how you feeling? We're a week out from the fight officially tomorrow. You excited? Uh, very excited. Uh, I feel great. I mean, everything this camp has been going to plan. Um, other than like the change of opponents and stuff like that, these things happen. It's not my power, but other than that, man, it's been it's been going great. Very excited. And uh, have you been training at uh, Dante Rivera for this fight? I have. I've I've been training out of there since I started fighting uh, about a little over two years ago. So that's that's my spot where I reside. That's my gym, and uh, those are definitely my coaches. I look to them for all my advice and everything that I go f- when it comes to fighting. Love it, dude. Love it. So. As you mentioned, change of opponents, uh, probably through a little curveball in camp. You said camp went well overall. How did that change of opponents affect camp? Uh, did it affect your game plan or anything, or use business as usual? Um, I mean, game plan's always got to switch a little bit. It is a different opponent. Um, but when it comes to my training camp, it doesn't really affect anything other than when you're in limbo of, like, am I going to get a new opponent? The date was closing in, so we were just worried about getting a new opponent, making sure that we can get one uh, to sign a contract and we can get that going. Then I want to have to pull out uh, and not be able to get an opponent for this fight. So I was just fortunate enough where I got an opponent. He uh, signed the contract and we're ready to go. So other than that, everything stayed business as usual and we're ready to roll. Yes, sir. So just to be clear, the new opponent is Reeves Davis Jr. Yes? Yes. Okay, cool. He's eight and one. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, do you, I don't need to know your street name or anything like that, but are you, do you live in New Jersey? Or are you in Pennsylvania? Where are you at? I live in New Jersey. I do. Cool. I live by, uh, I live in Lacey Township. It's a little south of Tom's River. So that's where I stay. A lot of talent up in Tom's River when it comes to the UFC too. Sure. Um, so are you a Philly guy? Have you been to Philly before? I assume if you're that close. Um, I mean, I, I've fought in Philly a bunch of times. I've been to Philly for other occasions, stuff like that, but I'm not usually in Philly, but I have been to Philly. Yeah. You got a favorite cheesesteak spot? Uh, I don't, and I don't want to be throwing names out there because I might butcher some, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a guy that likes to eat. So anywhere that makes good cheesesteak, I, I definitely go there and, and do my thing. 
Well, after you get your uh, dub, get a victory cheesesteak at Del Sandra's up north a little bit. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, sir. Um, so, are you know, Jersey, Pennsylvania, are you, uh, are you a football guy at all? You, you, you sports guy? I am. Unfortunately, I'm a Giants fan. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Mm, whatever. Sorry. Yeah. It's not as bad as a Cowboys fan. So, it's really, it's my loss at this point, but maybe <laughs> if not, I'm, we're used to it by now. So, and pretty much being a fan of anyone in the NFC East is a loss at this point. So, yeah. life goes on. Um, so, as I said, new opponent, Reeves Davis Jr., eight and one pretty impressive record you're five and oh not quite as impressive as uh you're undefeated but he's got the one he's got the one loss but he's got eight wins what are your thoughts on him and his opponent have you watched any tape at all um i have i mean he's a talented talented fighter uh all respect for him taking the fight uh respects for the eight and one record um anyone that i'm getting in the cage with i respect as a fighter respect as a man for signing the dot uh, signing the dotted line and all that but uh when it comes to uh, game plan and me going forward it's just another guy that i have to collect ahead um business as usual training wise i'm very confident in my skills and very confident in my work ethic um i just know that if i implement the game plan that me and my coaches talk about beforehand that if i follow that i'm very confident that we'll see the same type of result love it man love it uh so five and oh four of those five wins are by finish you're now defending your belt again. What sort of style, flair, flavor, so to speak? What, what, what can we expect to see from you uh, next Friday night? Um, I mean, realistically, I'm just trying to be calculated in all my, uh, all my movements and everything I do in the cage. I'm trying to be calculated. I'm trying to follow the game plan. I, love show, I would love to show my tool belt, but, I mean, if a finish comes earlier or anything like that, I'm not going to be somebody that – shies away from that just to to put on some flair and flavor um right. i like to be dominant uh, i like to be somebody that really there's no negative side of the, the the discussion of the fight afterwards i'm always trying to have a clean sweep you know in every aspect whether it's grappling striker or anything like that I'm trying to keep it as clean as possible trying to keep it in my favor so um but at the end of the day i'm going to come in there with uh the will to win i'm going to come in there with the same mentality i have in my last five fights and uh you're going to see the same results. So it's just going to be one of those things that implement my game plan. That's all that, that matters. Love it, dude. So 2,300, no stranger to you. What are your thoughts on the place? Uh, I love it. At this point, it's almost like a home field advantage for me. Uh, I a nice crowd there every time. Not too far from where I live. It's like an hour and 15, hour 20. Uh, and I like the the kind of grungy, like smaller yeah. venue. But it, I mean, CFFC puts on a great show there. So it's really cool to be like that intimate with the fans. And like I said, I bring a big crowd there. So we kind of get that place roaring and uh, expected to, I'm expecting to put on a show to make them really, really, you know, really explode. You know? I'm glad you described it as intimate. Cause I love 2300. Like it's, I, I've only been there one time for the fury. I think it was three back like last December, but dude, I was front row, like three feet away from Andre Petrovsky, Sean Brady wrestling. Like it was awesome. Sure. So I think that same event actually, but yeah, the Fury grappling is also yeah. super cool. And the fact that there's no cage involved, it's just like the mat there. And like you said, you're only like three feet from them. So it's really cool to watch those events. And it's very similar with the cage. It's like the crowd's right on top of you. So it's yeah. really cool to have that intimate feel. Like you said, I'm hoping to get there for the fights on Friday. So hopefully I get to see it in person. Um, so you get the dub, you go six and zero. you keep your belt. What's next. When do you, uh, when do you have a pro, pro career in mind anything like that 
Um, I mean, from what I understand, I, I believe the next step is is going pro. Uh, my coach has been very adamant about that. We're going to get your last amateur uh, about. And I mean, everyone's always asking, like, when you're going pro, when you're going pro. Sure. I mean, that's been getting asked for the last few fights, but I've only been really fighting now for a little over two years. So I didn't want to rush it. I want to really get my, you know, earn my stripes and really earn that way to go in pro. I didn't want to have to be somebody that gets surprised going pro or anything. I want to feel comfortable in the cage with my cage time and my amount of fights where I feel confident going forward and uh, climbing those pro ranks after this. Yeah. And I mean, you're so young, the, so much potential, no rush at all. Um, yeah. But I'm glad to hear that it's on the horizon because I think that'll be very exciting. I assume, you know, again, we're not there yet, but would your first pro fight ideally be for CFFC? Uh, I mean, how everything's looking, I would say, yeah, that's probably uh, a good a good bet to make that I'll be fighting for them. So let me ask you this. Um, I've been interviewing a lot of like CFFC guys this week. I have some more scheduled, some guys from your gym. How... I'm, I'm kind of new to this to spectating and being a media member of like the very, the regional Pennsylvania scene. How like, is it, is it a problem in this region for fighters to, you beat everyone in your division and there's no one left. And now it's like, okay, shit, I got to either travel or go pro. Or is there like enough fighters that you kind of get a new pool, you can cycle through people. It's not like over and over the same guys. I mean, for me uh, personally, I feel like, uh, the light heavyweight division is kind of like a thinner division in general, especially in the amateur sure. scene. And around here, I would say even more so. So a lot of my fights have been uh, guys either traveling in uh, from other areas, other parts of the country. But I think that's uh, I think that's kind of safe to say that that happens once you start uh, getting a name for yourself. You start uh, trailing. To, I mean, putting together a bunch of wins. That yeah, it, it's tough to to keep an amateur record going see a lot of guys that are going pro maybe a little earlier they're forced to because they can't hold opponents guys are pulling out this and that it's kind of one of those things where if, if you're almost lucky to keep um an opponent it's more about worrying about if the opponent's going to back out and stuff that's always the scariest thing putting together a really, uh, fight camp and you're just worried that that guy's going to pull out so that's really where i'm at yeah luckily you got a new opponent because yeah. <laughs> um so, you know, you go pro, let's fast forward now, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years, you're retired, you did, you did everything you wanted to do MMA career wise, how did it go down? What was your like dream career goal? If everything went the way you wanted to go? Dream career, career goal. Um, I would be retired with the most comfortable lifestyle living for me, my family, and, uh, whoever is my significant other at that point, my wife, um, I would like to have some kids. Um, I would like to have a few uh, championships under my belt. I mean, in my resume, definitely would love to have a UFC uh, light heavyweight championship of the world. That's one of my goals. Um, I'd like to own my own business and have my own type of brand and uh, just really have a name for myself outside of fighting. I would like to uh, be somebody that's, you know, multi-talented in different things. So just expanding that. And I think it all stems from me really, chasing that like tool belt and building my tool belt that, that I apply that to all aspects of my life. I really want to make myself a, a multi like diverse type of talented type of person. So that would be my ideal retirement type of plan. Comfortable, my family comfortable and just live a happy life where I could do what I want freely. And UFC light heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. <laughs> that along the way is definitely in it. Love it, man. Love it, man. I'll be glad to say, Hey, I interviewed Luke when he was, uh, 
five and zero as an amateur. Look at him now. So, um, so piggybacking off that, do you have like this is just a fun question? So if you don't have an answer, don't worry. Do you have like a dream fight? Any retired, fictional, current combat athlete? Anyone? A dream fight. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I guess the ones I've seen dominate the most. Uh, John Jones has been. He was the guy. And um, crazy man. Loved loved his style. I look. I look. I still look up to his fighting style and stuff. And now, I mean, he's he's fighting up at heavyweight and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I'm not calling. I'm not calling John Jones out or anything like. <laughs> But what I'm saying is I would love to grace the cage with one of my idols growing up uh, fighting wise. And that would be probably my main pick would be John Jones. I call you crazy because 1% of the world has the uh, bravery and courage to say that and want to do that. So that's great, man. Frank Wells, I interviewed earlier, who has the main event of your card. He wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Jose Aldo. I was like, okay, I'll take a pillow. (laughs) So John Jones versus uh, Luke Fernandez. I'm all about that. Sign me up. But uh, no, I understand what you're saying. That'd be a cool fight. Um, so another dream. Where's your dream venue? Favorite place you'd ever like to fight? Um, dream venue. Uh, I mean, being a East Coast guy, Madison Square Garden would be sick. Uh, love what it's about. Uh, my dad actually saw Tyson fight there. So it's, it's one of those things I would love to be uh, the main event at Madison Square Garden. That'd be that's definitely a dream of mine. That would be sick, man. I go to every MSG card, so it would be an yeah. honor to give you a post-fight after your main event someday. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so, Luke, I don't need to tell you this. I'm mainly telling the people that watch this. Fighting can be a very challenging, demanding, both physically, mentally, um, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. It is not your normal career path. When things do get challenging, if they get challenging, whether it be in the gym, training camp, after uh, a loss, which you haven't had yet, or even just like a late night, I'm doubting myself in bed type of deal. What keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply um what keeps me motivated and inspiring uh, i mean i i just focus on the fact of why i'm doing this and and focus on it that it's it's really for me like i i wanted this dream and i wanted this path but at the same time like i'm motivated by my family i'm motiv- motivated by my friends that really believe in me and i feel like i i don't owe it to them but at the same time i owe it to them that if they're going to stick with me i'm going to at least give myself that same uh motive i mean that same belief and i'm going to stick behind what i originally thought was my dream and originally wanted to be my path so when i get you know you, you have those long nights where you're cutting weight or hard day at the gym where it didn't go your way you didn't have your best training day i just think of it as like i got all these people behind me that believe me mainly because i believed in myself to create the dream so i just focus on that and i mean the next day will come and the the sun will rise so just give yourself some time to like air it out. But it, I mean, I journal, so I'll, I'll write all that stuff down. And uh, it's funny you said that the highs and lows, I actually have that written on the front page of my journal. Oh, life really? is, yeah, life has highs and lows. Enjoy the ride. Um, so yeah, that's really how I go about it. I, I focus on the why and that's that's my why. 
beautiful perspective. Frank, who I just mentioned, he, he had a quote that I really liked. He said, nobody needs help through the highs. You know, we need help through the lows. And I was like, damn, yeah, you're right. So love that perspective, man. Beautiful. Um, so Luke, aside from you as a fighter, tell me about you as a person. Like, what do you do when you're not in the cage? Interests, hobbies, how do you spend your time? Um, I mean, in a fight camp, I don't do much other than train work and, uh, you know, any spare chance I get, I try to hang out with my friends and family. But, uh, I mean, normal days, I, I lift in the morning, I go to work. I, I'm a roofer and exterior, like, I, I work in a, for an exterior company, so I'm on the roof outside all day, and then I go and train. But in my spare time, if I get time to myself, I love to go to the, I like to go to the beach. Uh, I like to go out and hang out with my friends. Anywhere that we can go, like, dance, have fun, like, I'm all about that, so... I like fishing, uh, stuff like Ooh, that. Like fishing, what do you fish for? Uh, I mean, around here, I'm usually hitting lakes and stuff, freshwater, bumper bass and stuff. I'm a big freshwater to, fisher. So. I would love to get more into saltwater being on the shore, but I just haven't really had time to like explore that and get into that. So, yeah, yeah I've caught like little drums off the shore, but no, I'm, I'm a big bass and catfish guy. So good to hear. I've seen your page. I've seen some of those fish. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, what's your biggest bass? you know uh i want to say my biggest bass i mean it's like an unofficial but i would i would scale it down to say like it's like four four and a half it's a good time right there man i'm sure it is a nice fish but around here there's not a lot of spots where they get real real you know real beefy but yeah so you got to go down to like texas florida or california for the big boys but that would be a dream and that clear water they get real pretty looking so dude just bring the rod with you when you start fighting in vegas and california and stuff man i plan on it yeah, so Clay Guida, who's I don't know how how close is he from to you? Do you know? See Tom's River. Clay Guida, I'm not sure where he's from. I don't know he, if he's from. He trains in Jersey somewhere. Does he? I, I don't I know think so. He's from Jersey originally. I might be wrong. He might be, but I'm not sure where he trains. I know like uh, Frankie Eggers, ten minutes from me. Like that's yeah. Tom's River's right right up the parkway for me. He. So, uh, I just know he brings his fishing stuff with him everywhere he travels for fights. And dude, like he catches some crazy stuff. So that's awesome. I, I, I could definitely see myself doing that in the future. Yeah. Um, so are you a, you're a sports fan? Do you watch fights or do you just fight? Yeah, no, I, I watch fights all the time. Whether it's, I watch, I grew up watching boxing with my dad. My dad's my hands coach. So I grew up watching boxing with my dad like every weekend and stuff. And I still do that now. So we watch fights together all the time. So you excited for 278 this weekend? Yes. Are you are you a better at all, or do you just watch? Like, do you gamble at all? Unfortunately, I'm a better. <laughs> Great answer. So the podcast I run, Tapped Out, we're a, a betting podcast essentially on the BetQL network. Um, okay. You, you got any bets to lay down this weekend for 278? Um. Well, last weekend didn't go too well for me, so I deleted my bet. I do this all the time. I go through highs and lows of betting, and not that I, I don't bet like a lot or anything money, but I, I I'm somebody that like hates losing and anything. So when I lose, I'll like give myself a week or two and I'll delete my, my bet, my betting uh, apps, but I haven't lined up anything now. Why wow, you got bets? Oh, I got bets. I actually have them in front of me. If you care, AJ Fletcher minus minus one fifty, cash it. Jose Aldo plus one Oh five cash it. And then like, I have a huge bet on Usman and Paulo uh, Costa parlay at minus like one twenty. Love it. I like that. Yeah, I think I think Usman's um, safe. I just I don't know if he's um, right now touchable by a few guys other than I think Chimaev might have the the recipe to give him a real run for his money. But I don't know if that fight ever happens. 
don't know, I've seen some interviews and stuff. And whenever it was hinted at, it almost seemed like Usman was saying, like, I don't know if I'll still be in the division or fighting at that point when he gets the chance. So who knows? But yeah, yeah I think Usman's definitely a safe bet this weekend. Yeah, I think Usman beats Leon, and then I think Chemayev smokes Nate Diaz. I think Chemayev calls out Usman. I think Usman will do some stuff like, uh, no, I'm going to move up and fight for the 205 belt or something. I don't think yeah. he wants to smoke, man. I wouldn't want that smoke either. I think he does, and I, I think that uh, the Paulo Costa fight with – I mean, not Paulo Costa. Um, the Burns fight with Chemayev kind of scared off a lot of guys. To, that's why guys like Nate Diaz are taking these fights where that dude will fight a bear, so – yeah why um so before we get out of here i just uh, i want to give you the opportunity you know you're gonna have some eyes on you for this fight you're gonna get the win you're gonna go pro you're gonna have more and more eyes on you as your career goes on i just want to give you the mic here anything you'd like to say to your fan, uh, friends fans family supporters mike is yours um to all my friends and family and all my supporters i appreciate it um i'm excited to put on a show for them Tune in this this next Friday, I mean, next Friday, August 26th, uh, CFFC, 2300 Arena. I'm going to put on a show. And um, moving forward, it's, this is just the beginning. Like I'm still an amateur and stuff. I expect big things for myself. I have a big uh, future ahead of me. So jump on. Like, jump on the bandwagon while it's hot because we're, we're only going up from here. I'm very excited. The Luke train, bro. I'm on. I'm on board. So, Luke, yeah, thank you so much, dude. Like he said, like I said. Go check out CFFC 112. Get your tickets. It'll be uh, streaming on Fight Pass, I believe. Don't miss these guys. Bunch of studs, including this undefeated fella in front of me, Luke Fernandez. Luke, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on, man. Of course, dude. We'll do it again after you get that dub. And from there in person, I'll buy you a beer afterwards, all right? Sounds good. Look forward to it.